Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. I actually tried to come on yesterday, but things just didn't turn out quite right. So I had to delete it and start over again today. Sometimes that just happens. It just kind of comes out kind of suck. So anyways, I wanted to start off with the story that I told you about the person who bought the full-length mirror at the antique store and how you could see a stairway reflected in the mirror with a room at the top of the stairs. Now, I want to make something clear that it wasn't visible all the time. Every time you looked in this mirror, you could not see the staircase. It would come and go. I did see it, but it wasn't there all the time. So I I just wanted to clarify that first. I had some people contact me saying, well, was it on there always like some sort of a stamp or something just burnt into this mirror? No, it wasn't there all the time, but it was there enough where most people could see it. Even it would come and go. So as I told you before, I recommended to them that they should probably get it out of the house, put it in the garage or somewhere where it wasn't inside and that hopefully whatever was in that mirror was contained in there and wasn't able to seep out and then like invade their house. Okay, so what they did was they put it outside in a shed. But it got the better of them and they decided they were going to go out there and start scratching on this mirror and try to see if there was any type of film in there, like some type of print or something that was placed on the back of the mirror to make this reflection. So they started scraping, even though there was nothing behind this mirror. There was no wood, no cardboard, no nothing. The thing was a solid piece of glass. The only thing that was on the back of the mirror was like a gray coating, like a paint or something. So they started scraping on this glass to try to get into into it to see if there was anything in there and they broke it this glass broke and I don't know what to say about it in my opinion whatever might have been contained in this mirror was if okay if there was something in there because we really don't know we didn't get a chance to have anybody go go and take a look so if there was something contained in there. It was released when the mirror was broken. I don't know what was in there, if there was anything in there. They picked up the pieces of glass, making a mental note that there was nothing in there. There was no paper in between, like, glass or anything like that and they threw it away 
So I asked them, well, do you still want to have somebody go out there and check and maybe just do a clearing of the house to prevent anything that may have been able to escape if there was anything? I mean, it would be better to do a preventative, in my opinion. And the woman said no. She said um, when the mirror broke, she didn't feel anything. And she doesn't feel anything in the house. It just feels the same as it always has. And she's pretty convinced that everything is fine. And that was just some kind of weird thing that happened with that mirror. Now, I hope that this is the case. But I just have this slight nagging that it's that something is going to happen. Now, I'm not saying something horribly tragic or uh, horrible is going to happen, but I just have this nagging suspicion that there are going to be some things happening if they haven't started already. The other thing about this is that I've noticed, this is not the the first case that I've noticed this, but once in a while, you get people who are actually under the influence of certain things. You can call them whatever you want, spirits, entities, whatever. But I have come face-to-face with people like this in the past. And where, where before, especially the, the woman... She was all for it. She knew exactly what I was talking about. She was 100% with me on these things, getting it out of the house, not messing around with it, and, and so on. And now she makes this about face. And even her, it's, it's as if her demeanor has changed slightly. It's all almost like she was looking at me with a look on her face that said, yeah, you know, I think you may be going a little over the top about all this. She had that look on her face. And as soon as I saw it, I mean, that's what came into my mind. Okay, now I believe she may be under the influence of whatever so I, I can't push anyone. I can't push my own thoughts and beliefs on people. So I just have to leave it alone. And they know how to contact me. And I just, I hope the best for them. I hope that there is nothing. But in the meantime, I just have this feeling that this is not the last of it. And this does not come from a superstition about breaking mirrors and bad luck and all this stuff, because I am not a superstitious person. This is coming from what I saw in that mirror. And there are many people who don't like mirrors at all. They don't want mirrors in their house, period. There are varying reasons for this. 
but I'll, there are quite a few people who say that there can be spirits and things of this nature that are trapped within the mirrors. I know they're used a lot in for certain certain things that people do. I know that's why when a long time ago in the 1800s and early 1900s when people would die, and maybe even still happens right now, they would cover all the mirrors in the house so that the spirit was set free to go and wouldn't be trapped in the mirror. Some, I mean, that belief started somewhere. Something happened to someone a long time ago where this all came from. I don't know what started this. Maybe someone just it, it thought they saw something. It was maybe their imagination. But with that, with these type of things, these um, imaginary things that people come up with once in a while, other people can use them for that very same reason. We all know that there are People who, um, they use mirrors in their ritual, in whatever it is that they're doing. And there are people involved in certain types of magic who say that they can actually do that. They can put that spirit into the mirror, what have you. So I, I actually do know one person who wants nothing to do with mirrors. How do you look at your, I mean, really, how do you look at yourself? How do you do your hair? How do you put your makeup on if you don't have a mirror, right? We ask ourselves this. If you, what are you going to do? What are you going to have in your bathroom? A bathroom with a solid wall? No mirror? We need mirrors to see how we look in certain clothes and for all different types of things. Well, it goes so far as to the point where, no, these people will use a reflective material, but it is not a mirror. It's more like a, it kind of looks like um, aluminum foil. It's not aluminum foil, but it kind of looks like that because you can get your reflection on there, even though it's kind of, it's, your mouth may be larger than in real life and certain things like that. But I do know one person who refuses to have anything to do with the mirror. So anyways, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with this. And I have to tell you, in this case, I really, really hope that I do not hear from them. I'm not saying that I, I dislike these people at all. No, what I mean is I really hope that nothing happens. I, I hope that nothing is wrong and that... This was just one of those strange things. So I, and I will keep you updated on anything that may happen with this. The other thing that I wanted to talk about are reoccurring dreams. And I know that I've talked about these in the past, but it's, it's getting to the point right now where I am hearing from more and more people who are having these reoccurring dreams. Some of them actually call them reoccurring nightmares. I have had these 
also these type of dreams since I was a kid. And I told you guys about the reoccurring dream I had where, well, I thought it was a reoccurring dream where I was going to this place all the time into this little boutique and I would always look in this glass case at things that were in there and there were two women who owned this boutique and I would talk to them in my dream and they would talk to me and I, I could see, I can even picture the place in my mind right now and I can even picture the lo- the location and I have tried many times to look for this location. I thought it was a reoccurring dream until I found out that I was actually traveling. I I don't know what I would call this because while I never practiced or was engaged in astral travel or anything like that, I don't know what this would be called. I don't know if there's a name or a term for this type of experience because I never practiced it. I never had to be connected to that silver cord to come back into my body because I wasn't like out of my body. So what they explained to me, because these two women actually spoke to me and said, you think that you're dreaming, you're really here. You're asleep and your mind travels here. We've seen you before. We, we know who you are. So I had that, let me see, that experience with these two women from a very early age. I don't quite remember, maybe uh, 11, 13, you know, somewhere in there until September 11th, 2001. I never saw them again after that. I've never gone this many years without seeing these two women who I started calling my friends. Every once in a while, I would see them. So it's it's been a very long time now, and I don't know what happened. I just remember one of them had an accent, and I want to say she was from Lithuania, because at first I was thinking, what do you mean I'm traveling here? Where am I then? And they were looking at me like, okay, we're not aliens, okay? And we're not ghost you're really traveling so and i i told you guys that story all before but i wanted to um use that as uh, a segue into what i'm going to tell you next and it's about someone who has been telling me that he has had these dreams ever since he was really young probably about 10 years old, he said he'd been dreaming that he was in this place. He was up against this tree. It's like he had been in battle and everyone had been killed but him. And all he had left was a knife. And he was like leaning against that tree to try to catch his breath, to try to get his second wind because there was something, someone approaching and he knew he was going to have to battle again. So this person is in a fight for his life. He says every time in this dream, 
whoever or whatever it is, is going to confront him, he always wakes up. I'm, and I'm thinking, it's the same exact, he said, it's the same thing. There is nothing different. The tree, the time of day, the sounds, everything. And it even, he said, at, at one time, it got to the point where he even knew that he was in his reoccurring dream. And he was in this dream thinking, everything is exactly the same every time. Now, maybe today is going to be the, when I am going to come in contact with whatever it is that I have to battle with. But no, no, he never has seen it or the person who is approaching. So he's been having this dream since he was safe or, you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent like, cause he's like not even hundred percent. Like I think I was probably about 10. He's like, I, it was before I was a teenager. So he's been having this dream since he was 10 and now he's in his early fifties and he's still having the same dream. So he was talking to me and he asked me, well, at this point now, he said, do you think that if I am ever able to confront this person, it's going to be a battle and that's going to be when I die? Well, it, no. I told him, no. I said, you can't plant seeds like that in your head because you, then you're just going to end up causing your own demise. So that's not what I'm seeing from this. When I look at this and when I take these things into consideration, what I'm seeing is that perhaps he is actually in this reoccurring with someone else. Now you've got someone else who's approaching and they never have seen one another. So it is possible that he is actually playing a part in someone else's reoccurring also. And that's what I told him. I said, whoever it is who is approaching you, you may be like in the same realm, in in this same dreamscape together. So that person approaching you may be thinking the same thing. Man, every time I get here to this spot, I wake up. What is it? So he was like, you know, I've never thought that before. That is what I thought of. I mean, that's where my mind went. Whoever it is approaching, I believe they are like taking place in this dreamscape together. So in my, when I, in my own perspective, when I look at this is, okay, there are a whole lot of different scenarios that can happen. You can have a scenario where here comes this guy and you're going to battle. But there's also a scenario where here comes somebody 
and they're going to like be, it's you. You know, they're going to see each other. They're, they may know each other, be acquainted with each other, and look at each other like, how long have you been having this dream? Or it could even be like, for example, it could be an animal. It could be a dog. Oh, here comes a puppy. You've been waiting to do battle all this time. But it didn't turn out like that. So we can't plant those type of seeds in our minds, any type of negativity, any type of fear, because you just don't know. And also, the person that he's in this dream with, which I think is happening, they're, they're just... The way he described it to me, I just can see this. Like, you know, I just think you're that there's someone else who's having the same dream and hasn't seen you yet either. And I don't know if you know this person, but maybe one of these days you'll find out. But I don't feel the, the negativity about this. It's gone on too long. So with all of this, Now, I'm not even saying that because of the different scenarios that can happen, he could be in like an overlapping type of parallel universe where he is still in his. And whoever the other person is or whatever it is, is still in theirs. So you've got this overlapping type of thing where, okay, I know there's someone approaching and like that other, whoever it may be, may be feeling, I know I'm approaching someone because you've got two separate realms, but they're both seeping into one another. It's very, very interesting. And when you start Talking about things like this, when you start trying to understand and deal with things like this, you have really, really got to take your mind out of the little cubicle that society has put us in and just let your mind go and you will come up with so many different scenarios and answers because These type of things are not black and white. They're not right and left. They're not just uh, two-sided. There's so much more to all of this. But that's just uh, some of the things that we have been discussing. I have had more people now contacting me, telling me that they're having these reoccurrings. And a lot of these people now, they just started having reoccurring dreams. This hasn't been something that they've gone through their life with. No, this is something that a lot of people, and a lot of these people are in their 30s, their 40s, even their 50s, who have just recently started having these type of experiences. So, I had one person contacting me saying that theirs started last year in 2020 
And to this date, they've had like 27 of these dreams. Now, that's a lot. For the amount of time that this person started having their dream, they're reoccurring. And this was uh, September. There was one started in last January. These are all 2020. There are even some that started this year. We've got February 2021. We've got last week. So a person to start, I'm just going to say uh, last Monday, okay? That's like seven days ago. And they've already had like nine of these reoccurring. It's almost like something is trying to communicate. Something's trying to get out there. It could be false because there's always that. There are always deceptions. So these things have to be dissected very carefully. The thing about the reoccurrings are that you remember them when you wake up. A lot of dreams we have, we, for example, will remember that we were dreaming about a car. But even that, as the, as the hours pass in the day, you even forget about, okay, I remember it was about a car, but while you could remember what color it was, what make it was earlier, you can't remember later on. Slowly, these things start to dissipate and you don't remember. But with the reoccurring dreams, you always remember. You see people you've never seen before. You see their faces. The dreams are in color. You see the place, whether you're inside or outside. You even sometimes know these people's names. Like what happened to me. I met those people, that guy and that girl, and I knew their names. And I asked them where they lived. And we were all like, okay, we're going we're gonna to not forget. We're going to write this down in case we see each other again. And I wrote it down because the, uh, the guy told me where he lived. You know, they're like the Long Beach area. I wrote it down. And it's very strange. And here's where I talked about earlier being under the influence. Because for some reason, I did not look them up. I never even felt like looking them up. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and go, but I don't. So what is it that's stopping us? What is it that's stopping me? So those are just some of the things that we have been presented with recently. I don't believe that these things are always in different realms. I don't believe that every time we have these dreams, we have traveled to different universes. No, I believe sometimes, yes. 
but not always. I just had a reoccurring dream, but I've been having these dreams since I was very young, like really young. And I saw these people. I saw their faces. If I was an artist, I would be able to draw their faces. That's how clear they were. I could even see the place where, where we were. And this particular place, I have dreamed about before in the past. But these people, I haven't. The people were new. The place I've dreamed about before. It's not like a everyday occurrence or it's not some dream that I have all the time. But I'm going to say I probably have this particular dream of this place maybe every four years or so, four or five years. So this time I saw the place and I saw the people and we were talking. And it's really strange because one of the people that I was talking to was a younger girl. We were talking about, because it's kind of like, it's a strange type of, shopping it's not even a center it's a strange type of shopping area it's just actually a building with like a a different door as you go down maybe every 10 feet there's another door and those are all different shops clothes and one of them and uh like party stuff in one of them but each door that you open there's a different type of store and the one that we were talking about was a salon spa and while I was talking to this girl I noticed her eyelashes because she had like these really long bottom eyelashes like they were eyelash extensions but at the bottom and I didn't say anything but I just noticed them So it'll be interesting to see if I dream about this. I know I'll dream about the place. I mean, because this has been going on for a while. But it'll be interesting to see if I dream about some of these same people. Because there were other people in this dream also. Or if maybe there won't be any people at all. Because I've been in this particular location in my dream where there was no one else. I was just there. Looking around. So what this all means, I haven't a clue. What do the reoccurring dreams mean? I mean, really. If, if I was going to be able to decode this and decipher it, what would these mean? I can't give anyone that answer because I do not know 100%. I I think that maybe if um, I was to look into it very, I mean, in a very detailed sort of way, like under the microscope sort of way, I would probably be able to find some common links to these and maybe be able to come up with a somewhat rational answer. What I think it could be. 
or if it's nothing at all, because there's also that. It could just be just a, a nothing. It's just a reoccurring dream. But with, with all of this, do I believe that when we come into contact with people in these reoccurring dreams, we really are contacting people or is it just our imagination making these things up? I believe that there's a percentage of, yes, we are really contacting and communicating with others. And there's a percentage where it's just something that our minds have made up. I believe also that the percentage is higher that we are contacting other people. And there's really nothing, and I've talked about this before, there's really nothing paranormal in, in a ghost sense, spirit sense kind of way. There's nothing paranormal about this. There's nothing... Uh, spooky or, um, you know, we, we're not going out there and conjuring. This is just something that's happening. But it's all within our minds because our minds are so powerful. You know, I told you the story about how I detached my arm from my body because I hate needles and especially needles that you have to leave in there like an IV. Your mind is so powerful. We, I mean, you can cause so much, but we don't use it. So in for some people in their minds, whether they're awake or asleep, they can travel and contact other people who are traveling. Because our consciousness is really not just in a contained, in a little glass jar. Our consciousness is actually free to roam. And it's difficult for me to explain the difference between what I'm saying and things like astral travel. I am because I, I don't do that and I don't practice it. I don't study it. I don't try to do it and to, to get better at this. No, this is just something that is organic and that happens. Not all the time. Um, I'm going to say the ability, I guess, or your, your mind has the ability to do it all the time. But I don't, I don't uh, do it all the time. And if I do, I'm just not remembering some of the places that I go. Just like, for example, I'm going to tell you something. I've noticed ever since I was very young, I've noticed that I can be anywhere just about. And... I'm not talking about, you know, there are ways to look with your head and there are ways to look with your eyes. So you don't have to turn your head and look at someone. You can just keep your head straight in front of you and you can see someone in your periphery. And I noticed 
that whenever I would do that, and I'm talking about places like Disneyland, not very far, where you're in a crowd, I noticed that I would do that and people would look right at me and have eye contact with me. And it still happens to this day. So I started realizing that it's your mind. And whoever feels that, it's their mind. And that's why they look at you. Because it's like a touch. And they look at you. So that's where I decided that when I go certain places, when I'm here or there, I don't look at anyone. It's not because I'm antisocial, because I'm the last thing from that. But it's because you don't necessarily want to bring every single thing to you. And when this first started happening, I was very young and I didn't know why this happened. I didn't know that there were actual things like energies and stuff like that, that we have. So I would just look at people and they would just look at me and I would think, why in the heck? Why are they looking back? They're in a crowd. They're back over there, like hundred feet away from me, but I could see their eyes. It's like you lock. And it is, it is like a touch. It's like a like a mental type of touch. I know it sounds weird, but those are the only words that I can describe where it tells you, you know, you can understand that. I I don't speak in terms that people can't understand. I speak in simple terms because I don't like when people start talking to me and using all these words and stuff that I have to remember and then go home and look them up and try to put them into the sentence in their proper context because then I just lose the whole thing. So I like to speak plainly, clearly, and the way that everyone can understand. But there is, there is something that is happening right now. And I have to go back to the fall thing again. I have so many people saying, you're right, it is. It seems like fall. Even the, the sky and the color when the sun goes down. And we're in July. We're just coming up on in mid-July. But And it's hot. I'm not saying it's not hot, guys. But it doesn't feel like summer. See, I'm, when I say it doesn't feel like summer, and people are like, what do you mean does it feel like summer? It's hot as hell. I know, it's hot. But there's something else. And it's not feeling like summer. Just for example, okay, remember five years ago. I'm not going to go last year or anywhere really recent because we've been, a lot of people have been traumatized from last year to think about summer. So let's go back to five years ago, okay? Let's go back to 2016, summer. I'm sorry, I remember summers because I like summer, because I like the heat. But this, even though it's hot, it doesn't feel like summer. It's not summer-ish. 
there's something that's different. And I cannot put my finger on it. So, with saying that, I don't know. It's almost like time is speeding up to the point where it's already looking like fall. Maybe that'll change in August. Maybe that'll change in a couple weeks. We've got a couple weeks until it's August. Maybe it will change then. But as I sit here right now talking to you guys, I look outside and there's just the sun's out, but it's not bright. It's not clear. There are some clouds and it just has that a little bit dim. Like if the sunlight has been dimmed just a tiny bit which to me happens in the fall. You get this soft glow. Now, maybe you look outside and say, okay, well, you know what? I think you're full of it because I just don't see what you're seeing. But a lot of these things, guys, I'm going to tell you, a lot of things I don't only see with my eyeballs. I see them with my mind and energies also I pick up and right now there's no one around there's no one outside so where am I picking up these energies from well they're everywhere all day all night it's just up to us how we interpret them what what is it that we are supposed to know that we are supposed to learn. We can take some of our unexplained experiences, our reoccurring dreams, our nightmares, even just a regular dream you have, and start writing them down in as much detail as possible. Write them down for... I know a lot of people have a hard time writing down their dreams even for a week. So let's go with four days. And you might not even have dreams that you recall four days in a row. So we're not even looking for a four day in a week. We're looking for four days, period. Let's start with that. Just keep that pen and paper by your bed. And as soon as you wake up, just write down whatever it is you remember to the full extent of your memory. And let's try it for four days. And it may take you a month. You may only have one day out of the week where you can do this. That's fine. Because maybe one of the reasons that we remember certain dreams is because we're supposed to. And let's write those down. Okay, well, that's about all I have today. I'm going to get back to you on Friday with some experiences that have been reported by people mostly in other states. Not so much in California. Not that nothing happens here, but the most of these uh, particular reports I'm getting are from 
other states. And we'll be talking about those and it's going to be really interesting, okay? So as always, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everyone for coming on with me. And you know that if you've got any questions, if you've got anything that you want to tell me about, that you want to talk about, or that, or you would like to share, you can always contact me at maybe underscore Maria at Outlook. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. Ciao.